Well, hello there. Welcome to the professional wellness session with Constance. I am your host, Constance Wallace, a professional wellness coach. I cannot wait to dive in and explore different ways we can make sure we are practicing professional wellness in our lives. As a reminder, the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Go ahead and grab your favorite beverage and get comfy so that we can begin exploring professional wellness. Let's get started. So I want to make sure I introduce you and I want you to also introduce yourself. Okay. So Ms. Demetra Moore is a certified coach. Let me make sure I get it right. Coach, trainer, okay. consultant, mm-hmm. and speaker. Mm-hmm. And you enter coaching after working uh, for a Fortune 500 company uh, yes. for your career. So mm-hmm. tell me more, tell the listeners more about um, uh that transition from um, well, what you your life in working for a Fortune 500 company, and how you made that transition to becoming a certified coach and trainer. Well, Constance, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that because the, the job I got comfortable, and it doesn't make it right or wrong. It just depends what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with my job. I traveled. I had the company card. I could go to, to the restaurant. You know, the life that people, you know, you see on TV, the person traveling all the time, the nice rental cars, the nice hotels. I had those things mm-hmm. and it didn't fulfill me. That mm-hmm. was what caused me to leave. And the coaching was just something I was doing in eight. I, I had no idea that it was coaching. I was that person that was always intrigued by what brought you to this role. And at that time, people were like, get these people trained and get them moving, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have time for all this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I just became known as that person. I created my own, I'll say training manuals. They weren't really manuals to give to anybody. It was just stuff for me, how I learned, questions I asked myself, so I could have my own buy-in as to why I was doing this, this role or taking on this new project. And from there, my team was just like, well, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it with the people. And that's pretty much what it was. I started going to new higher orientations. And one day a colleague put a note on my desk and said, you should be a coach. And I'm thinking sports coach. I don't do any <laughs> sports. And she was like, no, like a professional development coach. I had no idea what that was. And she sent me to the website for IPEC, which stands for Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. The moment I saw that website, I was like, I'm at home. Like, this is where I should be. And I enrolled like the next day, Constance. I called, spoke spoke to student enrollment. They sent me an email. By the time I got the email, it was the end of day. Next day, I was enrolled as a student, and here I am almost 15 years later. But I will say for those who are considering leaving, the the, I would tell people just to really give yourself the opportunity to explore what that thing is, because most people just automatically commit, 
this has to be the all end all. I've been exploring lots of aspects of coaching, you know, through these years. So that I think that was the biggest hang up for me is thinking I had to have an absolute like I have to do this thing this way. Entrepreneurship is a, is a variety of things. And I had to be okay giving myself the opportunity to explore. So the change was great, but it was challenging to my overall development as a person. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the speak. What I'm hearing too is that you were ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were yeah. ready I, and yeah. you're open because if you're not, and if you're just committed to that place where you're comfortable, yeah, then you'll stay there. But you were right. ready. It was sparked from that coworker telling you you should go into coaching and right. looking and feeling that connection when you looked at the program. And it was all right, go on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what was the transition like for you um to becoming an entrepreneur? I did it during COVID, believe it or not. Last it will be three years ago, March, come 2024. And my plan, Constance, uh, it didn't go just the way I wanted it to go because we <laughs> didn't factor in COVID. I don't think yeah. any of us did. And my goal was to leave my job in 2020. I sold my house in 2019 and I lived in that house for 15 years. Wow. I knew that I wanted total freedom. So I looked at everything that would uh, maybe, you know, hinder that in any capacity. And the biggest obstacle, I, I guess at that time I saw it as an obstacle was my house. Mm -hmm. And I traveled 70% of the time in corporate. So it was 60, 70%. I wasn't even living in the house. Mm -hmm. So I was paying for something that I wasn't even living in. Mm -hmm. And I started talking to mentors and they were just like, you really got to look at the big picture where you're trying to go. Is Charlotte the all end all for you? And those were hard questions at the beginning. But as I committed to the process, the clarity came, right? And I mm -hmm. learned a lesson in that moment. Clarity doesn't come before commitment. You have to commit to the process. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that was a hard lesson. You have to commit to it. I'm not saying commit for the rest of your life, but you have to commit to at least understand what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And once I committed to, I'm leaving this job, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm quite mm -hmm. sure I'll learn. And when I put the house on the market, it sold within 48 hours. Wow. And that was in April. And I was like, well, I'm going to just save up my money. 2020, I'm going to quit. Yeah, 2020 came, COVID came. Yeah. And the great thing about COVID was the travel stopped. So now I could think clearly. And once I think Charlotte shut down March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be my second trip of the year. And we had plane tickets, purchased everything. And I got an email. My manager was like, yeah, we're not traveling due to this COVID situation. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we didn't travel um, anymore. I had, I stopped going to the office and that gave me the quiet time I needed to really hone in on my business because I went from having a travel job to a regular, mm -hmm. you know, nine to five, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that totally changed my plan. 
And during that time, I started doing coaching and consulting with um, different firms. Like one of them I worked for was Lyra Health and they did EAP uh, services for people who were stressed out. And that was, a, you know, as you know, a stressful time for a lot of people. Yes, very. And I started coaching in the evenings with people on the West Coast. I didn't even realize that was a thing that could be done because I was on the road so much. And through the coaching in the evenings and on the weekends, I was 1099, so I made my own schedule. That was the bridge for me to, to see the power of what I could do because I could do it on my own time. And that was the gateway for me. I started coaching on the evenings and weekends because I had the time. Mm -hmm. And after doing that for, I want to say one year, I left my job in 2021. And that was the way that I was able to leave. I started having these relationships and meeting these people through virtual sessions. And in March, I turned in my resignation. Wow. Yeah. So what was um, what was wellness like for you during that time of so much transition? You had uh -huh. the transition of not traveling as much. You had the transition uh -huh. of having a more, as you said, nine to five job. And yeah. then also building your business right. on your way to closing that chapter. So kind right. of being in between, like you had one chapter right. where it was doing both. So how did you practice wellness? It was interesting for me because I've been on the go so much. I would always say, and I'm quite sure you've heard people say, well, if I didn't have to do this, I would do this with my time. Mm -hmm. Well, the lesson I learned during COVID, well, another lesson I learned because, you know, the whole commitment versus clarity that came at the just before COVID started. Mm -hmm. But the lesson I learned in COVID was, granted, my body was confined due to all the restrictions we had. We couldn't go anywhere and, you know, everything was closed. My mind was free. Mm -hmm. So I had the ability to create and think of all these things. Some of them worked and some of them didn't. So wellness for me at that time was at an all-time high. I wasn't traveling. I wasn't stressed out about where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And we weren't visiting anybody. <laughs> so I was at home just thinking of what I wanted my business to look like. Mm, wow yeah yeah that's amazing and it's so interesting because uh to to hear the different ways that individuals were impacted by COVID mm -hmm. right um, because for some people 2020 led to um a lot of well, I think for a lot of people it led to a reassessment um or right. an assessment of their life and what they wanted the remaining chapters of their life to look like Right. Um, and for some people that brought about a lot of anxiety and uncertainty, mm -hmm. and it sounds like for you, it brought about that cl clarity, as you said, that you received that commitment. You did the commitment before receiving the clarity, but 2020 right. helped you with that clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had time to explore. Mm -hmm. Everything else was on the, it was maybe I got a few hours over the weekend before I fly out, mm -hmm. but now I have all the time after five, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not traveling. I'm not packing. It was an amazing time for me mm -hmm. because I had the ability to sit still and be alone with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't have for five years. I didn't have that. Okay. So it was an amazing time for me. Yeah. 
Well, once you made that transition mm-hmm. uh, to full-time entrepreneurship, right? what was that like? And how do you measure wellness as an entrepreneur? Because it's a different beast than, yeah. you know, being an entrepreneur. It's, you know, people glamorize it, but yeah. it's hard work. So how oh, yeah. do you identify wellness as an entrepreneur? Well, at first, Constance, I'm ashamed to say I did not. I was I was terrified because it was the first time in my life that I didn't have a job, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment I left my job, I promised myself, you're going to take two weeks off. It's going to be quiet time. You're going to do some self-care. And then you're going to stop working because my last day was, I want to say it was like March 15th or something, because I had a two week vacation. And I said, April 1st, I remember that April 1st was going to be when I start working for myself. Well, I was so terrified, Constance. I started taking clients during my two weeks. (laughs) And I just thought, well, maybe three won't hurt. And then it led into like four or five. Mm -hmm. I didn't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because my job previously set my boundaries. Yeah, I had a nine to five. I had a lunch hour. I had the break. I didn't know how to put those things in place for myself. And that was a hard lesson. I was doing back to back coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, COVID the second year was a little bit more challenging. And I was doing back to back sessions and those began to weigh on me. In addition to the fear of the transition and what is this going to look like, it took me about two to three months to wheel it in and actually put boundaries in for times to Mm -hmm. eat lunch, to log off at night, to not work on the weekends. It was very challenging. And I think, too, it was the expectation and the and I'm quite sure you've heard it before. You got to work hard. Well, I loved coaching, so it didn't seem hard, but I kept thinking I'm not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. I need to work more hours. I need to have more clients. So that wellness piece, I didn't have it at the beginning, but now I have certain days I do meetings, certain times I don't do client, I I don't take client sessions, but that, to answer your question, it was hard at the beginning Mm -hmm. because someone else put those boundaries in place. But once I felt the consequences of my decisions, I begin to change. Yes. I like the way you said that the consequences of your decisions. Yes. And I think that is a, a, a key point that many entrepreneurs do not think about. It's you think about, Oh, I have the freedom to work for myself. But also with that, when you work for yourself, you have to set those boundaries when you yeah. come from an environment hopefully a healthy environment that sets Mm -hmm. boundaries because there are a lot of work environments where there aren't boundaries right you have an environment in which there are boundaries and then you start working for yourself and you want to at least achieve the same level of success um and that depends on how you define it salary or clients or whatever then that can make those boundaries uh kind of loose or not yeah (laughs) Yeah. So what are some indicators that you um, have been able to identify of 
for yourself or when you are not practicing wellness? Oh my gosh. When I <laughs> start to get sleepy before my sessions, mm-hmm, mm, <laughs> I'm like, I need to go outside. I need to go for a walk or whatnot. That is a big indicator in me not scheduling in time to eat. That was a lesson because whether we know it or not, your body's saying, hey, Constance, it's time to feed me mm-hmm. or it's time to get up and move. Even if you stretch or something. Those are things that I now pay attention to and also getting myself in the bed at a decent time Mm -hmm. and having, I would say, a routine for how you take care of yourself every day. And that may be as simple as you getting up in the morning, whatever you do to, you know, maybe for some it's devotionals or prayer or meditation, whatever that is making sure that routine is in place for you daily mm-hmm. because there were times that I would say, Oh, I'm going to do this in the morning and not do it. The phone rings or the, I hear an email ping and I see it on my watch. I'm like, Oh, I got to get up and do this. Yes. But that disrupts the flow of taking care of me. Mm-hmm. So the routine and maybe having breakfast for some, it may be going for a walk or to the gym, but that routine needs mm-hmm. to be consistent for you to um, you know, set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is, that's so important. The routine, which also can help with boundaries. Yes. You know, you have a routine. If your routine is, I do not, I shut it down after X, Y um, time, then those are also my boundaries, which right. can also positively impact my wellness. I right. don't answer emails or phone calls before such and such time frame. That's my routine. Those are my boundaries and it impacts my wellness. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you've had a really, really great, um, a varied experience to get to that place of wellness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've also authored three books. So right. tell me about the books and where can people find your books? They can find them on Amazon. Now, okay. the first one, it makes me laugh. I stressed myself out so bad. Constance, the book is only 52 pages, okay? It took over a year. Constance, do the math. 52 mm-hmm. pages, it's 360 <laughs> days in a year. I was so stressed out. That was the first time I worked with the coach and I named the book, No More Excuses, because at that time in my life, I made a lot of excuses for why I didn't get things done. Mm -hmm. That book is on Amazon. And the other one I did was a, it was a collaboration project. And that one was one that was near and dear to my heart. Because I had, I got to tell my story of how I started my first business and it was just, it was called Stories of Triumph. That one too is on Amazon and it's a collaboration project with a lot of entrepreneurs because like you said, people think entrepreneur is glitz and glamour. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneur is, granted it can be that but it is a lot of work and discipline and commitment and risk-taking too. And we wanted to put those stories out there to show people, yes, we've experienced these pitfalls, but we're still here. Mm -hmm. So that one is out there. 
And then the last one was a project I actually released on my on my birthday. Actually, I want to say it was my 42nd birthday, I want to say. And it was called The Blueprint. And through my coaching, I learned that some people were challenged with journaling. It was the pressure of, I got to write this thing. Mm -hmm. And the pressure just overwhelmed them. So they didn't do anything. So when I wrote Mm -hmm. The Blueprint, it was a guided journal for people to fill in the blank, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it asked questions like, what was your goal for today? What is your positive statement for yourself today? Mm-hmm. What wins did you have today? And it, I mean, it was a pay, it was one page of questions for you to answer. And as a result of answering those pages, if you did it every day for 30 days, that day, that one day, you may look back and be like, gosh, this is the day you got hit by the Mack truck you didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. You can look back and say, you know what? For three weeks, I did blah, 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 blah. And that I really did well on that. Wow. And for this day, I did this because people don't track their wins. We actually go around looking for losses. Yes. And if we could switch our way of thinking... The blueprint could actually help you rebuild your life. And that was the purpose of creating the blueprint. And that one I use with all my coaching clients because I want people to win Mm -hmm. and be able to feel comfortable saying I won, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's just to yourself and not focusing on the things you don't have, but all three are on Amazon um, if you put in Demetra Moore, you actually see all of them listed. Okay. Wow. I definitely want to purchase uh, these books because especially the blueprint, that sounds oh, yeah. so amazing. And I like the book that you discussed uh, where you collaborated with other entrepreneurs because one of um, the, the, I think, negative things that came out of 2020 was the pressure I felt uh, put on people where you saw on social media, where it was, it's grind time. You know, if you've got, we've got all this downtime. So that means just go, 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 go. Yes, it was an opportunity to hone in your skills, but you also needed to practice wellness, to practice boundaries, to practice downtime. And if you, and it didn't feel as though it gave people the permission. Um, Well, first of all, people only showed their highlight reel. Secondly, (laughs) as an entrepreneur, oh, wow, I've made this amount of money. Quit your job so you can make this amount of money too. (laughs) Right. Um, And it also, I think, led to people feeling guilty Mm -hmm. um, for not going nonstop or not acknowledging the wins, as you talked about in the blueprint, where you're taking time to really acknowledge your wins. It was more of a well, if that's what you did yesterday, then you can do better today and you can do better next month and, it, and not just sit and just reflect on what have you done well? Right. Let's go from there. Right. And I think that, I mean, that is the one that has been most, I would say that people reach out to me about mm-hmm. because they're like, Demetra, I, I didn't remember I did this thing last week. 
because you didn't write it down. Mm -hmm. But when you lose, it impacts you in a mental and emotional space. Yes. So that I don't want to say it's trauma for everybody, but that experience, because it was so emotional for you, you remember that. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about things that you won, mm -hmm. if it wasn't what you called a big win, most people don't even track it. And I'm like, Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. So you have these little wins that lead to the big win. Why not give yourself credit for them? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I find myself doing that a lot in counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, I remind my clients of things that others may not see as mm -hmm. growth or see as um, positive uh, aspects or shift in mindset. Mm -hmm. And I remind them, they're like, never even thought about it like that right yeah. we are right. yes we can talk about things that are challenging but we're also going to talk about where are the areas in which you have had success let's look at where you were six months ago and where mm -hmm. you are today it doesn't matter if it's an inch or if it's a mile we're seeing progress so we're going to point out right. those successes because that motivates us to keep going Right. And it changed the message too. you know, the narrative that we yes. tell ourselves, because most times people are sometimes comparing themselves, mm -hmm. um, judging themselves. That doesn't fuel you. No. So if you want to scale to whatever this next chapter or phase of your life is, you got to have fuel mm -hmm. and the fuel starts with the narrative. So you got to give yourself mm -hmm. positive reinforcement to keep moving and I think remembering you won you know x amount of things last month or maybe you got some you know maybe you got some accolades looking at those things on those days when life is hard mm -hmm. it gives you the fuel to move forward yeah yeah, yeah. it does it does well what are some tips that you would share with others um, who are either entrepreneurs or considering uh, entering into entrepreneurship? I would say the first lesson I learned is that commitment comes before clarity. Everybody want to know what's going to happen. We all mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Commit to whatever the opportunity is, at least maybe and I, I don't want to give a time frame that may vary depending on what that is you're doing, but at least commit to it long enough to understand what some of the details are. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If you don't like it, change it, exactly. but at least make the commitment so you can understand more about what you're getting into. And the second thing I would say is change the narrative about what you believe, think, or feel about yourself. Because if you're like, I mean, like I said, with the fuel, if you're giving yourself negativity, perfectionism, all of these things, it's not going to help you mm -hmm. because you're your worst critic and no one wants to walk around feeling horrible. But if you're telling the horrible story, then that's the problem. Yeah. So make sure that your narrative is empowering to yourself. And the last thing I would say is to check your squad mm. because what we hang yes. around impedes what we believe, what we become, where, how we move, all of that. 
And if you're surrounding yourself with a squad of people who are not of like mind and Constance, let me be clear on what like mind is. I have clients that I've worked with who want to be entrepreneurs and they have a job. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So let me be definitely clear on that. There's nothing wrong with that. And for those who want to stay in your um, employee role, that's absolutely fine. If you want to climb the corporate ladder, that's fine. But you need to look at the squad who you are around. And if those people are not in agreement with actually moving, not talking about moving constants, but actually Mm -hmm. making strides to go to that next phase, change your squad. Mm -hmm. You should be so uncomfortable in your squad. You just be quiet and listen the entire time. (laughs) So if you're doing all the talking, get another squad. Mm -hmm. So you can feel challenged to stretch yourself. Mm -hmm. And I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I think that there is, it's understanding to the, the, I don't, I don't want to say place, but I, I do mm-hmm. think it, it's so it's, that's where I'm getting <laughs> understanding that you may not be at the same place as others. Right. So when I decided to go into private practice, mm-hmm. um, I have other friends who that's not where they were. That's not where right. they were. I didn't want to go into private practice for a long time because I had a, right. a, a image of that means I'm doing the same thing day after day after day. Right. I don't want to do that. Um, but it was understanding that there are certain conversations that I could have with individuals yes. who were in that same mindset. So right. my the the people around me who were in private practice are also thinking about going into private practice. Then we could have certain conversations that were not as limiting. We actually right. formed a, um, and I'm blanking on the name of the group, but we had a group. Um, where we wanted to do different things. And and we were not all going into private practice, but there were um, just different um, um, endeavors that we wanted to do that were different than what this the space that we were currently in, which led to different conversations. We had right. meetings on a regular basis. We had agendas and we checked on our progress. Where are you with developing your website? Where are you with developing this? So we were able to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And that was important because all of us had the same mindset that we Mm -hmm. were in a place that we did, we did not, we no longer wanted to remain. However, if there are individuals who are in that group and they're like, I'm I'm cool being here, then you're not going to get much progress. And so you have to be mindful. And that's what, you know, what I'm hearing you say, you have to be Mm -hmm. mindful of who is around you who has the same vision. And if they have a different vision, that's fine. But understanding that vision, if for them, it's keeping them in a, in a place that they're comfortable in, but you're no longer comfortable in that place, then that can impact your growth as well. Absolutely. And um, I heard on a, I want to say it was on something I was listening to on YouTube. It was one of those you know, inspirational, motivational type mm-hmm. videos. And the guy that was speaking said, the biggest obstacle to success is comfort. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, it wow. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 
And he said, mm-hmm. we, we say things like when people talk about finances, I just want to be comfortable. I just, you know, when I get this X, Y, Z place in my job or in my career, I'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But until you got comfortable, you were striving, mm-hmm. right? So comfort is like the wall. Like mm-hmm. you stop. And he, he, you know, I never heard yeah. it put that way before. And when he said that, I thought, huh. And he said not to be restless, but to understand that your life affords you so many beautiful opportunities mm-hmm. that you always have the ability to explore them and wonder about them. Mm-hmm. Not just say, well, I'm here and you know, this is cozy for me and I'm just going to stay here for the rest of my days because the moment you stop growing, you can't add any more value. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, that was so, that was just great. (laughs) There's no other word for it. And I love the name of, is this the name of your overall business? More out of what? More More out of life. life. Yeah. That's the name of my business. I love that. play on your last name but it's also just what you just that last statement regarding wanting more Mm -hmm. and pushing yourself and not um getting out of your comfort zone because you want more out of life absolutely absolutely and I think everyone deserves that opportunity rather they take it or not Mm -hmm. you know that you have the option to Yes. And I just think it's so important to be empowered with choice and, you know, decisions and mm-hmm. being able to talk about those, you know, as you said, with your groups and so forth. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So I'm going to list um, all of the ways in which individuals can find you on social media um, and also how they can join your newsletter. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. Thank you for allowing me to share insight with your audience. I appreciate it. And um, I'm just excited about the opportunity. Yes. Thank you so much for engaging in this very, very important conversation. Because as I said, there's a lot of talk about becoming an entrepreneur, work for yourself, but not (laughs) a lot of talk about what that actually looks like um, and just being prepared for that transition. And so I know this conversation will help many people in addition to your books and I'm going to link that as well so people can have an opportunity to purchase some books and learn some more well thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me on this journey to professional wellness by listening to the professional wellness session with Constance podcast Are you following me on Instagram yet? If not, make sure you follow Professional Wellness Session. And you can also find out more information about the private practice, which is Positive Outlook Group, about the podcast, and about professional wellness coaching by going to my website, www.positiveoutlookllc.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and continue being well. See you next time.